Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Today on Footy Talk, the players are in. We've got James Graham, myself, Greg English and Connor Watson. Today we're going to be talking about St. Helens beating the back-to-back premiers, the Penrith Panthers. And I'll be talking about James Tedesco in a little interview that he's said that's caught my eye. And we'll be touching on the players' perspective of a teammate scuffle and giving our season predictions. Hello and welcome everybody to the latest edition of Footy Talk. I'm your host, James Graham. And as always, I'm joined by the wonderful Greg Inglis and Connor Watson. Connor, the injury. Talk us through it. You had your first walking session. Yes. So I seen the surgeon yesterday. He sort of progressed me a little bit, which was nice. Moved me into the new brace and I actually had my first sleep last night without a brace on. So, which was like, it was all right, but I, I can barely bend my leg. He, he wants me to have 90 degrees of range in four weeks' time, and I reckon I've honestly got nine degrees at the moment. So, got a long way to go, Jimmy. And we got a whirlpool in a training, and I reckon I walked ten meters, and my back started to go, and yeah, everything was. You've always got a whirlpool, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. I love that's what you took <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. the day. That's what I thought. Stuff what the- your injury, <laughs> mate. How, how bad is it that that first little walk back in the pool? Like your headspace, you feel like you can't even walk ten meters in a pool. You're like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, literally. And then I tried to get home last night and put some weight through it. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever walk properly again at, <laughs> at this point. As your, um, your muscles deteriorate from it, from yeah. that, from just that, from that one side, not using it, your quads, your calves. Yeah, it's so skinny. And I, I had skinny legs before it, man, but I've got proper pencils at the moment. So. <laughs> How bad is it? It'll come back quick enough though. But boys, Saturday night. What do we make of it? St. Helens, world club champions. Well, Jimmy, I sent you a photo of it. Like you're part of the group, part of the team. And I can see how excited you are. I think it's just great for rugby league itself. It's great for Super League. And, you know, no one really backs St. Helens to win. They come out here and put a dominant performance on the first half. Penrith showed resilience coming back. and went down right to the wire. So, you know, I thought it was, even though it was massive storms out here that's hitting, it turned out to be all right. And, you know, the better team won on the night. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Great spectacle. You know, we spoke after the show about Jack Wellsby the other day yeah. and I thought he was awesome again and just their defense, like turning up when, you know, when shit hit the fan and yeah, it was awesome to see. How'd you find it, Jimmy? That photo of you in the crowd was <laughs> awesome, eh? I yeah. Was... Oh, man, I was um, I was loving it. I'm a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a St. Helens fan. I grew up watching them. I started out watching them, sitting on the wall, cheering on my heroes. I got to play for the club. Start my career there, finish my career there. And yeah, I was just, I was made up. And a lot, a lot of really good friends within that team as well. Paul Wellens in his first, you know, it's his first real competitive game. And he wins a World Cup championship. Like I've told him to just retire. You, you retire. <laughs> retire now. Finish on a high. Dying out on that for the rest of his life. But a lot of people are looking at, at Penrith. There was a lot to like about the Penrith performance. They really came back into the game. I thought Spencer Lanyu was yeah. amazing off the bench. Like his stocks have risen. And, to talk about these two clubs, right? NRL here in Australia and New Zealand and representing the Super League over there in England. And they're a really good example. If you look at the lists, I think both teams had over nine local juniors. Yeah. Nine players that have come through their academy system, come through their pathway system, 
That's the reason why those two teams are don't. We're talking about dynasties here. Penrith back to back with so many local players that they've produced. St. Helens, four championships in a row, back to back to back to back with a multitude. The majority of their squad have come through the academy system or have signed from, from other teams that have made their name. Alex Wormsley, he was playing in the lower grades yeah. over in England. They picked him up and now he's one of the best props, if not the best props in the world. Jack Wellsby, we're all talking about him. He came through the system at St. Helens. Cleary, the best player in the game, arguably, came through the system at Penrith. That, for me, is the biggest example of why these two teams are champions teams. Well, just goes to show if you keep them in your system for a long time, coming through the juniors, the rewards benefits the club, benefits the team, benefits a whole array of things from in the back in the background of it. Keep them in your system for a long time. Bring them up through through the grades so they understand what it's like to play for Penrith or St. Helens, and they. It, it's printed in the DNA. So when they make it, they know what to expect. They know how the culture is. They know what the club's like. And one thing, when you play together for that long of a time, the chemistry. Yeah. yeah. The bonds. Just mm. the like trust. You know how each other plays. You, it, it's unspoken. You don't even need to say to a bloke, like, be in this spot. They're just there when you've played together for that long. So the understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that one is huge for them. Yeah. And when you come through together, it means more. Like you could see the look on those St. Helens boys' faces. And and that's another thing about meaning and will and want. Like it's a great example for any anyone out there that's looking in, on how to improve their own teams or their own life is you attach meaning to something. You could see what it meant to those St. Helens players. The underdog tag when yeah. no one gives you a chance. Mm. That feeling when, when everyone writes you off. It, it's better than when you're the favorite and win. Yeah. I, I don't care what anyone says. The, the underdog tag and you're carrying the weight of the Super League, the weight of the world on your shoulders, no one gives you that chance. And you come out and you you show the world what you're made of. I was um, I was delighted. And just for clarity, it wasn't a vodka orange in my hands <laughs> with me, the photograph of me and Paul Wellens. I've learned my lesson with vodka orange. Never again. Um, <laughs> what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It went through the system far too quickly, Connor. You, have thought, you think, oh, this vodka orange tastes, tastes nice. Good. And then all of a sudden, oi, hang on, hang on a moment. We uh, we need something with a bit more uh, fibre inside more. it. <laughs> Not down straight through. <laughs> um, from one Saints to another Saturday evening, there's been a teammate scuffle. I just want to get your guys' perspective on that and what, what you thought of the, the reaction. Oh, well, you know, we all got a image to uphold. We got, you know, we're out there representing our team. Everybody knows who we are. But, you know, I'm sure you would have been in a few with your teammates. It's just, was it reasons behind it or was it just something that was said that got taken the wrong way? But we have seen it a fair bit lately, you know, ones with Brisbane um, up there lately. Well, not lately, about two years ago now. We're in 2023. Why would you step on Payne House's shoes? But why would you? <laughs> um, you know, and then obviously this one here. But there's been a few, you know, recently just gone where hopefully it's been settled now with Latrell and Jack. But, you know, in the day, people would see who we are. If it was Joe Blow walking down the street, like anything we do, it would be nothing. But of course, who we are, you know, we always got to keep that in the back of our mind. I'm a little bit disappointed in it about the way it's come about, but it also I hope these young men can understand why and learn from it and move on. I've had a really good think about yeah. this and you know, some pe- people complaining about the optics of it in terms of like it being six AM and why they were allowed to go yeah. out. So you know what it's like, you've been in camp. Okay, boys, look, we're gonna go away to Mudgee. 
We're going to play this game and we'll have a drink after it, right? Obviously, then the performance doesn't go, doesn't go as planned, planned, right? So then the management have got a decision to make. Do we stick with the plan of going out or do we take that away? Do we react to that? Now, those key decision-making, it's, it's hard because if you pull that away, like, do you then affect morale even more within the group? Like, oh, we've just lost. You know, we, we hear all the time after a bad loss, teams go to the pub. Not every week. Can't happen all the time, but that is a reaction to an underperforming team. So then the management are in this dilemma of like, do we, don't we, do mm. we, do we react? How will that affect the morale of the group? You know what the message would be? Lads, just go out, but just behave yourself because the last thing we need is an issue coming exactly. out. And yeah. then the next morning, I can just imagine what it's like as a senior player, the head coach or the, the football manager coming up to me like, I was last night. Anything issues? Oh, no. We, we had a good time. We all came back together. Oh, Mika and Zane had a little bit of a, you know, an argument in the team room, but yeah, nothing to worry about. You know, nothing happened. Nothing was broken. No punches were thrown. Like, you know, you can imagine you'd be reassuring the management and the coach that nothing happened. My issue with this is who's the grass that has gone and leaked it? Mm. Because... That who's the snitch? Why are you telling the media about this for? It was a not non-issue. Nothing got broken. Mm-hmm. No one got punched. No one was hurt. No one caused a disruption. No member of the public was affected by this. Which little snitch has gone to the media and said uh, there's been a, a fight at six a.m. Who's the snitch? That's the issue for the Dragons Club that they need to sort out. Not sorting out whether there's an issue with the teammates. Who's the little snitch and the grass that has gone to the media with this? Because that's what I'd be annoyed about. Mm-hmm. That's what my concern would be if I was still involved with that club. Who thinks it's within their right to go and tell everybody about what's going on in-house? Do you think that was needed? I don't. Nah. Nah. No nothing way. wasn't needed. Well, who's telling anybody? Who's leaking that to the press? Well, it's a non-issue. Exactly. If nothing got broken, there was no punches. And even if that happened, like a player shouldn't have leaked that to the press anyway. That would be the club's responsibility to be like, an incident happened, we're resolving it. Yeah. But if someone's like leaked that an argument's happened, obviously the Dragons are in a position now where anything they do, they're going to be scrutinized for because they're struggling as a club. I just can't believe that a player's gone out and leak that if that's the case. Well, we don't know if it necessarily was Was, a player, but someone within that organization has took it upon themselves Mm. to let the cat out the bag. I'm I'm assuming, because I'm assuming it's not come from a hotel staff member. I'm guessing it's come from someone within the the group, which is a huge shame. And that's the bigger issue than the fact that you've got two of your players having a drunken argument. Mm. Yeah. I was going to just ask you, Jimmy, we've been in the senior leadership group would you be more annoyed that it happened like this way, like you just touched on? Or would you want to get everybody, the playing group in together and just put them where they should be right now? Look, there's a multitude of issues yeah. there in terms of like the performance. But it's happened to me before where something similar has happened where a story has gotten out that mm-hmm. shouldn't have gotten out. And I've addressed the group and told them like, this has got to stop whoever's leaking this information and for whatever reason it's not worth it whether you're getting slush money whether you're getting fed money or you've got friends within the media or you think it's within your right to go and talk about like a non-issue that for me I'd be blown up to looks about that and saying boys if you're in for this cause of us trying to be the best team that we can be if we want to perform every week the last thing I need and the last thing we need is someone thinking that this is the best way to go about it because you're not with us 
you're not on our bus, you're not on our ship, mm. you're not part of our team, our family, our club. You've got vested interests that are actually designed to cause harm to the cause. For example, look at the press that it's been given so far. Mm. Been every day. Been every day since it's happened. Yeah, I'd be Coming about it. I'd be filthy, but yeah, let's move on from Saints and Saints. We're just gonna take a quick break. After it, we'll be talking Roosters and James Tedesco. <laughs> To the Roosters, the trials um, continue to throw up talk and comment, which, you know, I don't know if people perhaps take the trials a little bit too seriously, but one guy that was certainly taking the trial seriously was Roosters skipper James Tedesco. It's obviously a trial, but we want to come out here and start the year well, and uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't do that. It was pretty, uh, pretty embarrassing, actually, that first half, so... We, got to, we played better in the second half, was talking about a few things they wanted to fix up um, at halftime, but things to work on. GI, this um, caught your attention in the week. What is it um, about Roosters skipper James Tedesco that, that, that really caught your eye? I think him as a leader, that's that's why he's been chosen as captain of the Roosters, right? He goes out there, he plays well, he plays hard every week, consistent every week, and I don't know what he's like at, at training. I'm guessing he's the same. Seeing him grow as from where he was, going over to the Roosters now for a few years and then being named captain, just goes to show where his mindset is for the season. That's a trial match, and everybody's like, like you said earlier, it's either like trials don't mean much, we're not playing our best plays, but his standards is, doesn't matter who you are, you played first grade before or haven't, from what I heard from that then, seeing his reaction, his standards, he upholds that everybody should go out there and perform the best, and I don't, guessing the Roosters way, the way that Roosters want to be branded, playing football 80 minutes, like that to me, Roosters will probably, you know, with that mindset, him talking about it after a trial, I reckon they'll go a long way this this year, just from hearing that. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Connor? Obviously, you're embedded in that club now, and unfortunately, obviously, with injury, you weren't part of that. But how was the the mood within the camp when they when they got back? Yeah, similar to what Teddy said. Really, it's a trial, but it wasn't good enough, not Roosters' way. So, you know, the boys sort of addressed that, and then. You know, once you address it, you, you move on and you, the focus is on round one now. But like you said, Greggy, you know, Teddy's come a really long way, I think, like just leadership wise and someone who, you know, plays with his heart on his sleeve every week and just leads by example. And then, you know, now sort of is using his voice really well to to push that. So, yeah, it's a it's a good sort of clip for us. Obviously, the game wasn't... Um, wasn't our best and like you spoke about the first half, I felt like physically we were off. Manly were, were awesome and, you know, it just sort of shows where our heads are at for this year. So I, I think, Greg, there was, there was a word that you mentioned in your comments and that's standards. Yeah. And, and that is, is huge. James Tedesco realises the value of maintaining those standards because, yeah. you know, it takes 80 minutes to win a game of football and only one moment to lose it and you drop in those standards and in a big game, it could be like, we just clocked off. And sometimes experienced players like Tedesco, they see that coming. So do they wait for it to become this huge issue or do they nip it in the bud in things like a trial? You know, for me, that that sends a strong message to the rest of the group about what James Tedesco is all about. He's that leader. We want to follow in his footsteps. If he's not going to accept it, then neither are we. So we need to do something about that. Yeah, totally agree with you. We um, had an example last year where we just first Penrith at Penrith. We'd been struggling for sort of 15 weeks. Like we couldn't put it together, had uh, stages of good footy and then would drop off and we played a really good game against Penrith and just 
lost. And then after that game, Teddy was like, we're not going to lose again if we play that style of footy. And then we ended up going on that nine-game winning streak. And then, you know, unfortunately we lost to South in the semi. But I think, you know, he really stood up as a leader then and was like, this is how we're playing. We're not losing again. And then, you know, we didn't until... Yeah, against your mob, Greggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes to show, like I said, it just goes to show, that's what caught me eye about him, about him growing as a person, him setting the standards and him becoming a leader and voicing his opinion and living it not only in that 80 minutes, but you just said it, footy training around the playing group. Yeah, well, speaking of standards and what the Roosters are all about, we're going to get our season predictions. So each of us are going to give our Dally M young player team who is underrated and who are premiers or who we think will be the premiers come October. We'll start. We'll go around. Dally M, who are we thinking? I'm going to go Nico back to back. Wow, back to back. Yeah. I'm going to give Nico back to back. I, I don't know. Being, being in camp with him, you know, over in All Stars and just seeing him how he is just walking around, he's got this shy personality, that, but he will never, speaking of standards, like he'll never walk past somebody without saying hello. And that just goes to show the way he plays the, foot, the footy game. Like he's just out there and he just competes, but he's also, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but once you're in the room with him and you see the way he played that game for the first hit out, you know, he's down there doing extras, I can tell. He's down there doing extra kicking, extra training fitness-wise, extra gym sessions. So, I don't know. You know when you look at somebody and you just see them, they're actually doing their little stuff away from the footy field? Well, and I think as well that the Sharks are probably going to win more than they lose. Yeah. And most of those wins are going to be around Nico Hines playing well. So, I reckon that's not a bad tip. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I think he gets a point every every win they have, at yeah. least. So Yeah. Who are you well, going with, Connor? Better come through then, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Nathan Cleary. I think it's the same thing as Nico, right? Yeah. The hardest worker over at Penrith from from reports. And then if they win, which they should do more often than not, like Cronulla, he gets a point every week. So, you know, I think he had the shoulder injury last year where he, where yeah, he missed a chunk right. of time. So that might have cost him some points. But, yeah, I think if he stays on the field, then... He'd, he'd be very close. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to go with Cleary as well. I think the stu- he missed the opening couple of rounds and then he got that suspension late on as well. So, yeah, Cleary gets gets my vote. I think he's the best player in the game, the most influential. And I think Penrith are in for another minimum top four season. So, yeah. And he'll be key to that as he always is. I would have went Teddy, but then I had a thought about it and I feel like sometimes with our side, the talent we have, it's hard to then... Guarantee you're going to get points every week, especially, you know, when like Joey Manu's back, Suwali, yeah. Kiri, and these sort of guys are all very influential in the game. You know, I think Ted would be a very good chance, but also be the worst nightmare for yeah. him for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> young player, Connor, who you uh, who you going for, for the young player of the year? Yeah, I thought Jermaine Hopgood really impressed me oh, from yeah. the All-Stars and the Trials. I don't know, like, Greggy, you were over there. He seems really fit. He, he played yeah. huge minutes in both games. Played, and yeah, he played massive minutes over there. He's one guy that slipped my mind when we was talking about this off air. I'll say the same thing, but the way he's just, again, he just looks big, looks strong, and he does look fit. Yeah, And can, I can say that about any of those players that played that game over there in All-Stars because he was just re- relentless back mm-hmm. to back. Yeah. But Hopgood, yeah. Yeah, okay. Two with Hopgood. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split this. I'm going to go Jaden Sullivan. At the Dragons, I think he's going to get his time to shine. In fact, no, you know what? I'm just going to stick with Jaden Sullivan. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's enough. enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Team who is underrated, lads, what are we thinking? I'm going to put it out there, uh, Manly. You know, everyone's talking about 
you know, the off-field things with injuries with Trevojevic and getting him back. But, you know, he's been over there. There's a lot of great players over there and seems, I reckon he's be able to get them up. Yeah. The thing about Manly that impressed me, like from the trial game, was just their depth. Yeah. And the young kids that they've got coming through, it looked like they had some really good players. The hooker was awesome. Fullback, KO Weeks, I think his name is, so... Yeah. Kohler as well. He reminds me of myself. <laughs> the back row. <laughs> the back row. <laughs> Just speed. Where's speed. The, where's Palm the last off speed. <laughs> oh. I, I like what you're saying with Manly. So is that your vote as well for underrated team, Connor? No, nah, it's not. I was close. I'd have to go the Storm, I think. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. I think the Storm, just the way, you know, they've lost the Bromwich brothers, Kafusi, Pappenhausen's looking like he's out for a fair chunk of time. So I, I don't know if people are writing the storm off, but I don't think they're appreciating them as much as they probably should because, you know, with Craig Bellamy as coach, they're always going to be a good side and they've still got, like, they're still stacked, so. Yeah, it, it happens almost, like, every year for, like, the past, what feels like 20 years, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Or however long Bellamy's been there, they've been like, oh, no, this will be the year they're gone. I think we all have a habit of falling into that trap every now and then and you have to rejig your thoughts and be like, no, no, yeah. this, is, this is Melbourne. About 20 years ago, Craig took over in 2003. Something yeah. like that. So. What's he like, Greg? awesome? Oh, mate, he's soft as butter now, you know, but he <laughs> wouldn't like me. Like, he, he still gives you off sprays and that, but he wasn't like the way he was when I was down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you look at Melbourne, like, now, compared to how they were years ago, and, like, blokes like Brendan. And yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, what would he been like with Brendan oh, back in the day? He yeah, Brendan wouldn't be able to get away with half the half the shit they would have got away with. <laughs> Munster. Munster would have been checked in line. But you, I think we spoke about it last week. You need Munster in there to break it up or break the, you know, the seriousness of it. Mm. But, the, yeah. The, <laughs> when you look at their spine on paper, when Pappenhausen's fit, you've got Pappenhausen, Munster and Hughes partnership, and Harry Grant. That's a stacked current representative Spine, yeah, they're the go to players, they're, they're the ones that are going to control it. You get some hard workers around it, they bring some people with them. I, I think, really, not Melbourne's season rests on it, but I think when Pappenhausen's fit, they go to another level, Melbourne. and he's a different dynamic to them. Where it's that you just can't defend against it. Offload, he's there, boom, half a gap. Thanks for coming. And you right. do your homework, you know it's coming. It's just trying to stop it. That's well, you, the problem. You, you can't because you don't no. have the you, you don't have the actual ability to get into the space to no. close it down because he's gone so quickly. I thought you were just talking about speed. <laughs> not talking about you, <laughs> eh? Not, no, 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 you yeah. would be sorry. Back, uh, back, back in the day, in the I'd, day. Have shut, I'd have shut the gate. But, uh, I'd, have, I'd have been closing that gate. Hey, seen that in video, Ryan? Get yourself down there, lad. Where are you going? <laughs> um, my team for underrated. I've gone with the Dolphins. Different, yeah. I think a lot of people are just quick to write them off, and I think they'll surprise a few. I don't know if they'll make the eight or anything like that, but they definitely won't finish last. I, I think I think they'll su- surprise a couple, and I think um, Wayne will be be loving the the chat and the talk around this at the moment. I I really think he'll. This is the narrative that he thrives off, and he thrives off. I think he? um I think they'll surprise a couple. I think they're v- they're very like I look at the word underrated. I think no one's given them a chance. I think they'll do all right. Yeah. I really do. Well, um, last one, lads. Yeah. Premiers. Who's going to take out this season's trophy? Who's going to be lifting it come the first weekend in October? Oh, look, I can't go past Roosters after what I've heard and what I've seen through the thing. You know, 
that's the beauty about being retired and you can look at different things and say things you want, but it still hurts my... <laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> it still hurts me. The, 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 you, you know the headline from this one is going to be South's Legend English. I reckon <laughs> it's going to be Roosters and South going at it in grand final. Yeah. I never thought I'd hear those words come out of your mouth. No. Uh, look, you know, South will make it. I didn't say they will, I didn't say Roosters will lift it. I just reckon. Well, we, 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 we hang on. There's some back. There's <laughs> no, some, there is. He there just is. he's realised what he said. No, he there back. is no back. They're, they're, they're backing. I said the Roosters ain't going to lift it. I said Roosters will make it. But who? So who's your premier's tip? Yeah, South. Oh, <laughs> my premier's tip. Okay, it's the old same old blood, mate. It's going to be. South and Roosters grand final. Oh wow, that would be worth it. That would be, be good. TV. It'd be electric. Could wow. you imagine? You imagine the build up. They they should put it back to November just so they can have a month <laughs> of build up. Oh my, there might be a photo of me down there, yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely no backtracking there. Still sticking to what I'm saying. But it'll be them two in the grand final. Connor, I uh, imagine you're you're going to go with uh, the Roosters. Yeah, I couldn't pick anyone else. No, and mate. To be fair, that's my pick as Me well. Too. I really like the addition of Brandon Smith. I think that adds a adds a whole new dynamic to their game. I think it's my belief that they will flood the middle third of the field, and I really can't just see anyone being able to to counteract that one, two, three, four punch that they bring through the middle of the field. I think it'll just the the dominance that it'll sell field position territory wise will be uh, will be second to none. I, I I really think teams will struggle. Um, like we spoke about the with Pappenhausen, you know it's coming, but what do you do? What do, you do? I, I, I just don't know how you ca- counteract the, the threat through that middle third of the field and those almost playing like a two-prong or a two-fullback attack um, with Tedesco and then maybe Manu or Tuolihi coming in as well. So that's why I've gone with the Roosters. But that concludes the, the chat for Footy Talk this week. Been great chatting with you lads. Thank you for joining us and we'll right. see you next week. Thank you. See you, boys. See you.